Everybody. It is a Monday. It's a Monday evening. And over the weekend it was summer. Today was a little bit more like the like a late spring. Dropped down to the mid actually no, it, it broke 70 today, but still. Saturday and Sunday, nice, hot, steamy. Good, good sun. I got a one hell of a tan and an even tan as well because I was just outside working in the yard and uh, that's shit. That's it. Sh- sure. Oh, well, the shit came later. I think that I, I, the sun gives you diarrhea, by the way. You should know this if you haven't already. I had a very long day in the sun on Saturday and it was our anniversary. It was really wonderful because the baby's running around, Lauren's out there, you know, family coming in and out. And uh, I'm doing the hedges, I'm just taking care of things and getting a lot, lot of sun. I am at least 100% darker than I was uh, last time you saw me. I don't know that this lighting is going to complement that at all, but uh, it's true. And if, and if, if what uh, Chris, what's his name, uh, Nick Cannon, if what Nick Cannon has said about white people is true and melanin is true, then I am at least doubly more compassionate today than I was on Friday because I've gotten darker. So I'll only get more compassionate as the summer goes on. I'm happy to happy to say because I have an olive complexion, as I was told very young. So uh, that's that. I like listening to Percy Faith a lot, not just the theme from a summer place, but uh, all of his stuff is very nostalgic. Nostalgic for a time I never saw, of course, or lived through, but... That's what it was. As far as the diarrhea goes, um, I obviously wasn't drinking enough. Now, I thought that if you're getting dehydrated, you would become constipated. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day came, me and Lauren put the baby in bed. Uh, we, got, we got my mom babysitting. We went out for our anniversary dinner, and everything was great until we ordered dessert. And I started feeling crampy. So what the hell's going on here? It must have been just a little bit of the liquor from the old-fashioned 
That just got things. Oh man, it was horrible. It was horrible. So we got to get that. We got to get out of here. It was almost a perfect day until the dinner, and that's when the cramps kind of went away enough for me to have some biscotti. Lauren had uh, some of her ice cream, and I just I wasn't going to drink the coffee, so I just dunked a little bit of the biscotti in the coffee, and um, so I was like, okay, I think we're all right. So we we pay. We will go outside. It's a beautiful night. It's 81 degrees, a little bit of, of a breeze, not too humid. It is the perfect night, okay? 81 with a little bit of a nice, sweet breeze is such a perfect night. And uh, Lauren's like, hey, you, you want to you wanna walk the long way to the car? It's such a nice night. Let's just walk down the block and, you know, hook around. I said, yeah, sure, let's do that because I was feeling great. 15 steps later, I was not feeling great, though, and we were already halfway down the block, which now meant that we had to run the long way to the car. And then I couldn't even, and I couldn't even drive at this point. I was moaning the whole way to the car. People, I don't know what people probably thought of me, but it was, the pain was that bad. So she got it. She said, you want me to drive? I said, yeah, you're going to have to drive. So I'm, a, I'm in a fetal position in the passenger seat all the way home. And, uh, and then I was, I was just, I was hanging out in the bathroom for the next two hours. Gosh, gosh. So, um, but everything, it was a great day. It really was a great day. So I have no complaints outside of that. I just know that next time I'll be, I'll be a little bit more attentive to my, my hydrating along the way. But, you know, I was just having such a good time with the yard work. I didn't want to stop. So I didn't. Okay, well, welcome to the show. Our guest tonight is Black Conservative Patriot. He hasn't been on in a couple of months. He's on with us tonight for this May 23rd, 2022. It's a Monday evening, and here you are. Here I am. And uh, we're going to just talk about one thing or another. Hey, did you hear about monkeypox? Well, it, it's it's just, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm not, listen, all you need to know is this. When we get into the details and all the weird stuff and, of course, what's really all behind it, always remember stuff like this. That's a black screen. Hold on a second. Always remember headlines like this from Breitbart. Half a million migrants crossed the southern border in 10 weeks. More than half a million migrants illegally crossed the southern border with Mexico during a 10-week period Ending on May 15th, the record-setting mass migration crisis is overwhelming Border Patrol and NGO resources as they deal with the chaotic level of border crossings. So in the last 10 weeks alone, at least a half a million more people, foreign nationals, invaded the United States. Not a peep, save for select, uh, select outlets and people who understand what this is really about, but if we were really concerned about pandemics and poxes and all this other stuff, then I, this would not be happening. Always remember, keep this in the back of your head. Keep it in the back of your head when they're, when they're panic broadcasting constantly over one contagion or another. They want this. This is only happening because they, they want this. The needle pushers want this. So, actions and words, as they say. But that's what we're going to be talking about tonight with BCP, all those slime balls in Davos out there talking about reconfiguring free speech and how the world is going to change. They're the only ones that can do it, the, the rich elite that hate us all so much, right down to our DNA. And, um, and that's what we have going on. I want to say this real quick, though. 
Here is an announcement for the week. Now, last week on Tuesday, we had Mr. Scott Shara on with us, uh, the daughter of Grace, OurAmazingGrace.net. We, we, we heard his story, a terrible story that, that has even more horrifyingly been shared by countless thousands of people. And what I'm going to do this week, I was talking about it with Lauren as soon as I left the, the studio that night because we just wanted to do something, is all of our Tipistream Super Chats, all this week, every Tipistream Super Chat that comes in is going to be sent to OurAmazingGrace.net, and I'm going to match the first $500 of it. So, from now until uh, when, uh, what, what's, what's this coming Friday, the 28th? Is it the 27th or the 28th? I think it's the 27th, whatever. To midnight Saturday morning, everything that comes in through the Tippa Stream link, and we'll get it out there. You have all week to get it out there. Uh, that is all going to OurAmazingGrace.net. And like I said, I'm going to match the first $500. So if all we get is $500, we're sending them 1000 And to that foundation um, to to go and help other children in, in similar situations as Grace was and for advocacy and, and all that. And um, that's what we're going to be doing. So putting that in the back of your mind as well. All right. And with that, thank you to our sponsors tonight, BlueMonsterPrep.com. You know the deal. Uh, the plotters continue to plot, and they're out in uh, Switzerland today. They're doing their thing, having a fun time and laughing in our faces. So please continue to prep for yourself. BlueMonsterPrep.com. Use promo code FRANKLY for your delivery of all those items, all of your purchases taken right off. And then who knows what Pat and Gina give you on top of that. They send so many wonderful gifts and gadgets, and that's on top of the gift of their customer service. I keep getting emails from people who just don't understand how two people can be so attentive to their customers and care so much, and um, they're just really pleasant pleasant even if you're just looking for a nice conversation call pat and gina if you're lonely okay so bluemonsterprep.com promo code frankly all right all right with that we have a bunch of uh, six degrees of separation that i'll we'll probably do that uh, thursday night i think rob would enjoy that we'll do that on thursday night and um we may have a special guest visitor at the end of the week just don't know don't know. And Saturday night, I don't know what we're going to do for that show just yet. But Memorial Day, Monday the 30th, no show. Tuesday the 31st, we come back on, and Rich Barris will be the guest for that evening. So very, very nice. Very nice. Me and Tracy had a fun time on Dark to Light today. You can listen to that episode on RadioInfluence.com. Really fun time. Did, did a much deeper dive into the, the, uh, the monkeypox and had fun with that more than I'm going to do tonight. Um, I found out that 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 gay gay guys still hang out at bathhouses a lot, and um, I, I suppose at this point it's just just for tradition's sake because they definitely don't have to go run and hide. Um, but um, I learned a lot. Learned a lot today about monkeypox and especially the LGBT community, which apparently it's spreading like whatever it's spreading. This, this is so stupid. This is so ridiculous. It's so stupid, but uh, this is the topic du jour 
All right. What else do I have for you? Let's just jump right into the, the grab bag. First thing up, first thing up is New York City Mayor Eric Adams says online platforms need to use AI to censor. New York City Mayor, uh, Mayor Eric Adams used his months, this month's Buffalo shooting to call for more social media censorship. Governor Hochul, she was on P- PIX11 demanding social media platforms be held accountable. Now you've been calling for that since the suspected Brooklyn subway shooter. Frank James allegedly posted racist rants online, Sanchez says, one of the, the PIX11 hosts. But social media has been around and unregulated for a long time. So what kind of change do you see happening? Eric Adams says the following. That we need artificial intelligence to identify words, identify phrases, and to immediately remove and censor some of this information. It's, ju- it's just that simple. Words and phrases, context, uh, civil rights, has nothing to do with anything. That's it. That's it. Automated overlords. Mayor Adams likened the censorship techniques to the removal of President Trump's Twitter account. We did it to Donald Trump on Twitter. He was dangerous to the country. So why aren't we doing it to everyday people who are using it and is dangerous to our neighborhoods and communities? Because uh, it, it's, the, it's the flex. It's the overall flex, you hamster-brained moron, that you are the best that New York City can, could, uh, could produce. You hamster. It's the flex there. You can do it wrongfully to a duly elected president. So, of course, you can do it to everyday people whose screams you'll never hear when it is most likely just as unfairly done. So I'm sure calls for censorship like this is going to really make the cyborg child eaters at Davos proud. You got another big city hamster of a mayor shows no sign of independent thought. As they're out there, all the billionaires and trillionaires talking about how we need to rethink free speech. Now, this story from The Sun, I'm sure, is going to have our flat earth friends out there. They're going to be having a ball with this. Well, not a ball, but uh, something less spherical. Here's the headline. Water problem. Panicked NASA cancels spacewalks after the International Space Station's astronaut's helmet fills with water. NASA has put all spacewalks on hold while it resolves an alarming issue with the spacesuits on board the International Space Station. The agency said Tuesday that helmets worn by astronauts have begun filling with water on multiple occasions in recent months. Uh Uh-oh. Is that some kind of a heating and cooling system that's based on water that is inside the suit? Or is it the water from outer space, which space is just a gigantic ocean trying to get into the suit? You let me know. And has put personnel in potentially life-threatening scenarios as they cling to the station's exterior 250 miles above Earth. According to CBS, NASA is investigating what led to excess water buildup in an astronaut's helmet during a March excursion. Officials told reporters that spacesuits, extravehicular mobility units, or EMUs, remain available for emergencies. Quote, until we understand better what the causal factors might have been during the last EVA with our EMU, we are no-go for nominal extravehicular activity, NASA's Dana Weigel says. 
So we don't do planned EVA until we have a chance to really address the rule, uh, address and rule out major system failure modes. A number of astronauts have faced a terrifying ordeal of a helmet filling with water over the years. In 2013, a spacewalk had to be cut short after European Space Agency astronaut Luca Parmitano came close to drowning. A NASA report detailing the incident said the Parmitano was faced with water covering his eyes, nose, and ears. Regardless where the water is coming from, that's terrifying. But where is the water coming from? Hmm. Uh, this is something that I am, I'm really just, it just, it's infuriating that this is baseball. Um, this is why I, just, I listen on the radio. I, uh, I, I got to try to go out. I'm going to go out like a, you know, just start watching some local high school games. Not, not the local high school team. They blow. They have for decades. But, um. But listen to this. This is from the Yankees, the Yankees side of things. Now, Josh Donaldson is a third baseman they just acquired. Um, he's a little. He's been a little bit of a journeyman these years, but he's. A, I think he was a pretty solid pickup. Anyway, Josh Donaldson has been suspended for actions versus the White Sox. What did he do? Well, there's a player on the White Sox, Tim Anderson, pretty good player, pretty good ball player, great hitter too. But now I don't care too much for him. So Tim Anderson, he's black. Let's put that out there first and foremost. He actually had the nerve, the nerve to liken himself in any way, shape, or form as being like the modern-day Jackie Robinson. Now, I believe that it was in the context of there aren't that many black players playing, which there is black and Hispanic players on every team, okay? And and as far as interest in the sport goes, I, I don't know how to... we. I, I, who knows how to invigorate interest, but nobody's being barred from the sport. So there's a number of reasons why you're nothing like Jackie Robinson. But he likened himself to Jackie Robinson, which is which on the face of it is absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. So Josh Donaldson, who on every team he's ever been on, has has shared a roster with black and Hispanic players. Said, uh, I, I think it was on the field, he, he said, hey, Jackie, or something like that as he was trotting past him or something like that. Just, you know, I just kind of like uh, you know, poking him for it because it's a ridiculous, absurd thing to have ever, have ever left anybody's mouth. So because he said, hey, Jackie, he got suspended for one game. Tony LaRusso, who is actually the biggest, the biggest punk chump in this entire thing. Tony DeLaRusso, 77-year-old manager for the White Sox, came out of retirement to, to do this little dance over here. He called it, uh, what did he say? White Sox manager Tony LaRusso said Donaldson made a racial, a racist, racist comment. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, because you, you couldn't go into the context of this because then people would realize that it's not racist. It's actually just he's poking fun at someone who said something fucking stupid. But, you know... Tim Anderson is black, and so everybody has to take his side. Dems the rules. That's the rules. That's all there is to it. So I hope that he appeals, and I hope that he wins. But, uh, uh, but obviously, any league that has a diversity officer working full-time is probably not going to let this slide. So that's, uh, that's some news from the, um, 
from Major League Baseball. All right, 716. Let's get this show kicked off. I wanted to do a little bit of uh, more table setting before BCP joins us for the evening. Don't go anywhere and share the show with everybody you know, live or on demand. Please, thank you so much for syndicating, quite frankly. Be right back. Excuse me, are you a banana? No. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's rock! Happy to have you. I'm happy to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the opening of, quite frankly, the official, not the pre-show. That's over and done. That's so far behind us. It's in the past. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, one and all. So I'm sure you've heard about the monkeypox stuff. It's uh, it's interesting because once again, it's just uh, it's just the next thing. Belgium is the first country. This is what you need to know about. I, I wouldn't get all crazy about locking yourselves up. It's more so taking a cue from all of the local and national and regional governments around the world who are going to work in one pattern or another. Pattern recognition. Well, Belgium was the first pathetic uh, nation to, to throw down a requirement for quarantine for monkeypox. In Belgium, if you have had any kind of confirmed uh, exposure to someone with monkeypox, you have to quarantine for 21 days. Okay? You lose a month of your life. You're essentially going to jail for a month. If you have been, if you have come anywhere in contact or been exposed to somebody with monkeypox. Real weird. Here's an expert. Monkeypox likely spread by sex at two raves in Europe. Now, these raves, they are LGBT pride parade and fetish festivals, other people are saying. On the heels of news, on the heels of news at a gay fetish event in Antwerp helped spread the monkeypox virus in Belgium, officials are homing in on an LGBT event in Spain as potential super spreader event for the disease. 
The Grand Canarian Pride Festival was attended by about 80,000 people, according to the UK Daily Mail, uh, Mass Palamas. Pride was held on May 5th to May 15th. Among 30 or so diagnosed in Madrid, there are several who attended the event. Although it's not yet possible to know if one of them is patient zero of this outbreak or if they all got infected there. That's from Western Journal. The first one was from the Associated Press. This one is from CNBC. Talking about the CDC officially sounding the alarm for gay and bisexual men as monkeypox spreads in community. Dr. John Brooks, a CDC official, emphasized that anyone can contract monkeypox through close personal contacts, regardless of sexual orientation. We just have to put that out there. And of course, it's obvious. That would be obvious. But it's just so weird. Everything is so weird about this. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Monday alerted gay and bisexual men that monkeypox appears to be spreading in the community globally. Warning people to take precautions if they have been in close contact with someone who may have had the virus or been on the lookout for symptoms. Dr. John Brooks, uh, let me see here. We want to help people make the best informed decisions to protect their health and health of their community from monkeypox. Anyone with a rash or lesion around or involving their genitals, their anus, or any other place they have not seen it before should be fully evaluated, both for the rash, but particularly for sexually transmitted infection and other illnesses that can cause rash. Ugh. Monkeypox usually begins with symptoms similar to flu, including fever, headache, muscle aches, chills. But then you start climbing trees and you grow a tail. That's when you know it's really bad. However, the rash has appeared in some of the recently reported cases, according to Dr. Jennifer McQuiston. Monkeypox can be spread through respiratory droplets. The virus can come infected lesions through the throat and mouth that it can, spell it, can expel it into the air. But transmission from respiratory droplets requires prolonged face-to-face contact. So there's really nothing to be worried about here unless you're just acting out in real filthy, promiscuous ways. That's just really it. If you're going to festivals and and having yourself get passed around like a peace pipe, then I'm sure that there's going to be a problem there. But it's it's just um, it's an odd, odd turn of events, odd turn of events. And what was the other thing I was reading there before I sent it to me here? This was from, it's an archived version of the Miami Herald. Let's see, human-to-human transmission generally requires prolonged face-to-face contact, direct through lesions, materials, and all that stuff. Uh, So skin-to-skin even remains low. Since May 15th, 15th or 14th, clusters of monkeypox cases have been reported in several countries that don't normally have it. Although previous cases outside of Africa have been associated with travel from Nigeria, most of the recent cases do not have direct travel-associated exposure risks. But still, the fact that it is... uh, They're coming out and they're saying, if you are a man who has had close or intimate in-person contact with other men in the past month, including through online web app or bar or party... So, 
that's that's that so watch out watch out for that also not surprising is the eu is now advising that countries plan for vaccines for monkeypox outbreak which there is none there is none but thankfully we had god knows how many millions of doses of smallpox vaccines duplicated not too long ago as well as the approval for the vaccine itself where they're saying that there is uh after it was rubber stamped that it's it's magically they they predict 85 percent effective against monkeypox which means it's probably five percent effective if 95 96 percent effective is really 12 then 85 must be near zero but um but yeah that is that's really what it comes down to and i don't know what else to say about it and there's really nothing else to say like i said remember the the southern border that's all there is to know that's all there is to know and for now i want to uh take a break from all that and talk to a friend we have not seen in in quite a little bit of time and that is our good buddy black conservative patriot he's back with us what's going on bcp oh you uh you have your your microphone muted Unmute that. There you go. <laughs> All right. I was listening to you up to, and there was obviously a delay because you called me, and I was still listening to what you were saying. Um, <clears throat> I, I I know. It's just the like I said. It's the 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 topic du jour. Now it's monkeypox, and of course they already have treatment uh, avail uh, available for wh- whomever they want. Nations to start uh, vaccinating, and Belgium just released their guidelines for quarantine out there and it's 21 a whole month of your life gone if you have any kind of confirmed uh exposure to one thing or another so how are you doing on your end my friend i'm doing well i'm doing well uh happy anniversary oh thank you yeah uh, happy anniversary and do you have any selfies of you crawled up in a fetal position oh no no you know what you know and you know what i was thinking the whole way the whole way home, the, I, I rolled down the windows, and I'm just like, oh, God. And, of course, we hit every, we hit every uh, uh, red light there was. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, as I'm in this agony, it is such a beautiful night. Oh, I, I said, we, we should be driving in the opposite direction down toward the beach and just enjoying an extra 45 minutes on the road, getting some free air and, and just, just listening to music. And here I am moaning the whole way home. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Another comment you made in the pre-show, uh, quoting or referring to Nick Cannon, that the uh, the higher your melanin count, the more, uh, what is it? Uh, compassion. The more compassion that you have. <laughs> Remember, there there is a, not to use an economic term, but there is there is a margin where that goes away. And that, that, mar- that marginal propensity to be compassionate, depending on your melanin count, goes away the minute you're a conservative. Yes. Then, 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 you, can, then you become, a, like myself, you become a white supremacist and a white nationalist. Yeah, yeah and, and just a general barbarian. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing, there's no redeemable qualities to us at all anymore. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just from my name alone, Facebook has taken me down, Twitter has taken me down, and I just found out that my Teespring merch shelf no longer exists. What? Teespring took you down? I, I, I log in and they, they want me to set up a new account as like as if I never existed. Uh, my uh, my wife was trying to tell someone to order one of my shirts. Someone asked her about it. She goes, oh, just go on his video. 
and you know, I just I hadn't noticed. I really don't know how long it's been down. I'll have to investigate it. Just found out today. Log in. It's it, they asked me to set up a new account as if I never even existed. You know, tell the story about about the t- uh, the Twitter, and I guess we could talk about that just for a little bit because when the uh, when all the offers were being floated and the rumors, and then for, of course the acceptance by the board uh, of the the sale to um, to Elon Musk. A lot of people, you know, they're just trying to test the waters because something got jogged loose. They Something got jogged loose those first couple of days. People were getting a lot of engagement again. There were tons of followers that were being... Re, uh, it's all, a lot of people were like, you know what? I'm going to test to see if my ban is, uh, is, is lifted, if I can slip through and nobody's going to do anything. And some people lasted a week. Some people lasted a couple of days. You made two accounts, you said, and the second account was 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 nuked in what you said two minutes yeah yeah i actually I, I did twice so i used to have um you know it was it was a stupid one it was black underscore c patriot and i don't know i had like 30 something thousand followers on there and that got ixnade you know, who knows you know way back when um so this comes on i go okay i'll try to set up a new one so i set up a new one um and immediately it is like it it, it it's suspended uh, like immediately, like I was even to post one thing, like immediately it says, oh, welcome to Twitter. Oh, you're suspended. And I'm like, oh, okay, crap. I go, well, maybe I'm from the same IP address, same computer, whatever. So I tried again, a different email. I didn't even put my, um, didn't even put my, my photo, just, just like that. And that one lasted two minutes. But, but all of them, I put black conservative patriot as who I am. So just my name is obviously uh, all pun intended, blacklisted over at Twitter. So yeah, two attempts to set up a new account, uh, uh, both suspended already. Now, I, f- I believe I'm, p- I'm part of that bot count because if I log into those accounts, I can see that I have set up an account. I can see other people's tweets. I just can't engage with them. So I'm sure those three bot accounts I have are being counted by Twitter as active accounts of which they're telling advertisers exist. But I can't interact. I can't retweet. I can't post, but when I log in, they fool you. Like they're, they're like passive aggressive. They make you think you're there, but the minute you try to interact, you can't do anything. But I can do a lot of other stuff. I can search. I can look. I can as, as if I have an account. And it shows that I'm I'm within my account. So. Uh, and what was your original right there, offense? Elon, there's three. There's three right there that don't exist. <laughs> well, what was your original offense? I have no idea. Look, what I what I did same thing with Facebook. I didn't ever post on there. I would just tell people, hey, check out. My, my, my latest episode, um, I didn't interact with people very often. I just didn't do much on there. Actually, most of my Twitter stuff actually had like, uh, hey, we're gonna be here, we're having a meetup here, or here's a picture of me in the airport. I mean, I, I guess two years ago, I had pictures of me through six or seven airports without a mask because you know I was, I was one of those guys. Maybe I got banned for walking around airports and, and tweeting about it two years ago, not wearing a mask. That's absolutely the only offense I could possibly think of. Or there's a master list that all the big tech companies have, and I'm on it. Wow. Um, I'm on that list. Well, well, t- I, I was they just, yeah, they just, I didn't say anything. It wasn't anything I did. Like, I wasn't even really that active on there. It was just, it just one day I just was suspended. I know, you know, and I, I subscribe to you on a number of platforms that just to keep in touch, aside from what we already do uh, off air personally. And Twitter was one of the, one of the platforms that you used the least. So I was very, uh, it was, it was odd to hear that you were having not only been taken off, but that your attempts to sneak back on were met with such quick, because I'm telling you, other people lasted 
at least a few days. But for you to only last a couple of minutes was very odd, very odd indeed. And like you said before about those uh, the numbers being weird, I just hope the only thing we can learn from all this uh, this drama between Elon Musk and Twitter is just really how bad the situation is. I hope that we can get an honest accounting of how much of a ghost Potemkin village uh, Twitter really is. That would be wonderful. Yeah, well, when they kicked everybody off, they became Chernobyl. Like, everyone left. Uh, anyone really relevant. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like, okay, like Truth Social. Not a big fan of Truth Social. I know that upsets some people. Ooh, it looks like I got a beauty filter on. Look at that perfect skin. Yeah, you, you're looking fit, too. <laughs> well, that I'm working on. I, my, my, my weight fluctuates. I, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Truth Social, I'm not really big on Truth Social. A lot of people don't like to hear that. It's, it's an echo chamber. I don't like an echo chamber. And there's not that many people on there. They're only on one platform. And I, I, don't, I think, you know, obviously, I'm not Devin Nunes. I'm not President Trump. I'm not an expert. But I am a guy that's uh, on tech. I am a social media influencer. And being on one platform this long... Uh, that's that's not a winning strategy. I really don't know what they're doing there. Trump has said that that will be his platform. Okay, great. Kind of like Frank's speech is Mike Lindell's thing. It almost seems like it's not really for us. It's for Trump and his people. And if people are new here, I'm a big Trump supporter. I volunteered in 2016 on the campaign. Okay, so if anyone's new to me, like, oh, he's like Trump. No, I'm a, I'm a Trump guy. Okay, I'm a MAGA guy. But I'm not really happy with true social. I don't, and plus, personally, I don't want to be in an echo chamber. I want to have free speech where I can mix it up with the Marxist crazies. Maybe win some minds over in the market of free ideas on the in the town square. You know, I don't. I don't want to be. You know, I, I don't want to be Anne Frank hidden up somewhere uh, to have conversations. That that's not American. No, I, you're you're 100 right. You're you're 100 right. I understand the free market, uh, the, the free market ar- uh, argument for uh, for going off and and creating parallel marketplaces when one has completely and overtly rejected half of its consumer base. I understand that too. But from a principled standpoint, if we're ever going to make any kind of headway in society, there there needs to be a mixing of that, that oil and water. There, there's, there has to be there. Even if it doesn't jive, there is something to be gained from the interaction. There are, there are people who are always on the fence that want to see these ideas play out and be debated. But it's just, it's just a part of the, the overall process problem with everything we face these days is that nobody wants the very human condition of spontaneous collaboration and uh, and conversation and good humor to break through this glacial divide of party politics that has been assigned to everybody and therefore they institute censorship to make sure that that uh, the 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 um, the, the very normal and, uh, and I would say predictable healing of all wounds through time and good humor doesn't happen. That's really what it's all about. What kills me too is uh, the whole, like you can't even be funny. Like there's even no sense of humor. Gosh, it must be ter- terrible. Just, it must be insufferable being woke and you can't even enjoy humor. I mean, you can't. I don't know. No, there's no human. There's no humor. It's actually very anti-human. So um, that's no you. humor. No, no, no levity whatsoever. No, you can't. You have to be the hallway monitors for every last thing. But uh, with that, with that, what have you been uh, noticing? Have you been watching this uh, this this get together with Davos, even though it's only a few hours old? Um, I, I did catch that uh, the WF police, uh, WF police. Uh, 
got Jack Posobiec, uh, and a lot of I was watching a video of that for no reason, just sitting there and got detained for about an hour uh, by the police for being a suspicious character. Yeah. Uh, but that's how it is. Journalism is suspicious, which is funny. Jack Posobiec is still on Twitter. But uh, I guess uh, maybe we should blackface him and see how long he survives. But uh, on Twitter, but yeah, that, that that's all I saw about it. You know, I was just trying to. I looked at some of the prelim uh, stuff. You know, history at a, their uh, theme for this year's event: history at a turning point, government policies and business strategies. Now, one thing I did catch uh, in the very beginning, and I don't think you addressed this in your pre-show or your show, but the, one of the first people to come on video was Zelensky with his handout, pimping, pimping uh, Ukraine. I didn't see that. Ukraine. Yeah, he uh, he asked for, he was he was the first came he first he came out and he had this patronage idea and he's asking for, write this figure down, folks. There's a lot of zeros in this one, five billion dollars a month. What? Five billion dollars a month. He wants patronage, and it'll be a model for the rebuilding, the biggest rebuilding since World War II. Uh, mines can be rebuilt. This could be a cooperative effort. He literally went out there and hoard himself and his country and pimped it out and asked for these patronage dollars of $5 billion a month. I, wow. no, no shame in, in his game. Oh, what no they, have, what they have turned game. that country into as far as a business is unreal. Oh, man. Yeah, but, but profitable. Ask the Bidens. Oh, it's very, it's very profitable, and they don't care how many people die uh, along the way, uh, especially since what? How many tens of billions of dollars has already been uh, handed over and approved on our end, and now they're asking the international community to kick in another $5 billion? What a grift. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's, uh, you know, I, I, as a Christian, I try to judge anyone, but, you know, when I see an able-bodied guy on the freeway off ramp. And, uh, you know, I went to Berkeley. I know what, uh, you know, I know what tweakers look like. I'm in California right now, born and raised. I know when you're under the influence of something, you know, I know some of us, a lot of us get red eyes because it's allergy season, but it goes a little bit deeper than that. And you're able body and you're sitting there asking me for money. I know when someone's trying and I, hey, I, hey, I, I offer them food. Was in gas lamp uh, the other night in San Diego. One of these tweakers, he was hungry, asked me for fruit, bought him a $14 burrito and gave me a hug. I was worried if I get monkey pox or hepatitis or something, but I gave the guy a hug. He wanted to thank me for getting him a meal. But this is what this is how I see uh, Zelensky. I see uh, Zelensky as that uh, tweaker at the freeway uh, off-ramp uh, asking for more money. Uh, yeah, especially since you can tell he's being compelled. There's, 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 uh, it's, it's all being compelled right now. And then you look, uh, even those people like, uh, Adam Kinzinger, that freak from the Midwest somewhere, he's a, a one term Republican in Congress. He's going to be, yeah, he'll be, he'll be, uh, hopefully he'll be kicked out soon. But either way, either he's way, of a presidential run. he hasn't, out, he hasn't ruled out a presidential run. Oh, good. Oh, well, I mean, we wait with bated breath then. But I saw him say on Twitter things like, I, I celebrate, I celebrate the news that 27,000 Russians have been killed and a dozen of their generals have been killed. Go get them, Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, and this guy is a supposed uh, war veteran I have heard uh, along the way. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I have never, no, I, I've, I've never heard 
anybody that has ever seen war celebrate the deaths of tens of thousands of troops of one side or the other, especially when they know that the decision-making and politics all come from the top down, and you can you can agree or disagree with a, a conflict from one angle or another, but to have the shilling and this, this really pathetic LARPing going on in, in our side of the country, our side of the world, from people like Adam Kinzinger that are trying to keep people engaged in rooting for one side of a war, of a conflict that has such a murky backstory, and, and you're not allowed to look into it or draw more even keel con- conclusions about it. The LARPing is getting just so disgusting. It's not. I don't think anybody's getting convinced outside of the morons who are just really generally indifferent about all things and don't care but it, it's it's incredible that they have to just keep pushing the death cult is on uh, is on full swing right now with uh the the uh wheeling and uh, wheeling and uh, uh weeping and gnashing of teeth over uh roe v wade which was supposed to be overturned supposed to come out today was a couple of sources that said that didn't happen maybe it'll happen tomorrow that it's officially supposed to come out um maybe they didn't want to release it the same day as title 42 which luckily we've, we've kind of dodged that bullet for the time being we got a little reprieve of who knows how long uh that was supposed to go away today and people are still bum rushing anyway uh i, I saw you uh cover the same article that i covered earlier uh today what was it last 10 weeks uh is it half a million people have come through yeah so uh so yeah but you see the death cult they're, they're like all about war 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 i mean i just never thought that i would live i i just i just never thought you know uh just as a a man of faith that that it would just the, the the evil vile wickedness and just the bloodlust would just be so obvious uh on all sides on all sides 39 of our senators voted for that 40 billion dollar package and tom cotton said oh it's because uh this was this was this was tom cotton one of the senators i actually like his thinking was we need to do this or china is going to invade taiwan we need to spend taxpayer dollars on a non-nato country so that taiwan so that china won't invade taiwan yeah uh look who's in the oval office you look know what they got there you, listen you you talk about currency and in uh, economics all the time think about the ridiculousness of that statement just in itself you are going to pump we need to pump uh, $40 billion at a time into a region of the world in which the, the, the chances of victory are so slim with our help. Without our help, this would have been done weeks ago. You can make a very, very strong case that because of our clandestine, not so clandestine, smuggling of money and weapons into Ukraine, that many more people have died because it has just kept this thing going on. So to say that on top of that, prolonging that, that we would be we would be giving China a green light to go get Taiwan so that we can we can look strong in China's eyes. For anybody out there who thinks that this makes us look strong is ridiculous. Because aside from putting all of our weight behind another lengthy, fruitless, bloody war. There is also this idea that, uh, or the, the reality that we have no money. We're completely over leveraged. Well, inf- inflation is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, China, China is probably laughing. Said, so "Go ahead, send them another hundred billion. The, the faster that we kill ourselves economically, the better for everybody who is considered an enemy of of uh, whatever the hell we are. We, I don't even know what friends and enemies are anymore. But uh, but printing money when you don't have it is not going to stop anybody from doing anything." 
yeah, the irony of it is borrowing money from China to fight a war, a proxy war with Ukraine so that China doesn't invade Taiwan, who we're borrowing money from to wage the war in the first place. It's, uh, it, it's the whole thing is just, uh, it's just wacky. Yeah. Just wacky. As is this monkey pox business. Yeah. Well, it's, it's too bad that, that, uh, that everybody at Davos doesn't get monkey pox. I, that, that would be great. That would be great. If, all, if everybody who attends Davos, you want to listen to some of the names? I have them over here. Listen yeah, to this. And I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody because sometimes, you know, sometimes they have aides that don't know what they're getting themselves into or someone gets a last minute assignment. But the, uh, at least everyone who's having uh, intravenous drug using with animals and uh, uh, perverted things. Once again, you know, I, I'm a Christian, but I'm also libertarian. Your lifestyle doesn't jive with me, but I've got to respect your lifestyle choice so that you can respect my Christian lifestyle choice. But we should know at this point that if you're going to be in bathhouses and you're going to be getting your flying your freak flag uh, in orgies and other um, sexually deviant activities, that hepatitis might be the least of your concerns. Um, you know, just anyone who's willing to participate in that sort of activity, you think after the whole 80s thing, you would be aware that there, I don't know, may be some risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and you think that uh, not even, I guess there's also, just for people who are seeing, if they've been able to see at this point, how the, the cards have been stacked against us, or the dominoes stacked against us, how, how we've been really taken for a ride, I would be holding my my next moves, everything. I would, I've been playing everything so conservative lately and just doing exactly what needs to be done, enjoying ourselves and not doing anything too crazy because you just don't know what the next, the next play is going to be. This monkeypox thing is a play. I mean, it, it's just going to be one thing after another. And, I, and you think about the, the Davos crowd, like I said before, there's been 25 American politicians that are out there, Republican and Democrat alike, I don't know why anybody. I, the, the WHO thing. How often? How much have you been covering the the fake treaty situation with the WHO? I, I have covered it. Um, you know, I'm waiting for us to, to get. I mean, we can scream or whatever, but it it, it was Biden's people. I can, we say Biden, but of course, when we say Biden, we mean him as the as the figurehead, as as the puppet of all the people pulling the strings uh, above him and with their hands up his arse, you know, him being a puppet for. That being said, you know, it, it, it was proposed by the Biden people to the WHO, this giving of sovereignty. Um, you know, it, we would have like boss, if we had Trump in there, we'd have like Bolsonaro, he's like, you know, screw you. We're not gonna listen to uh, the WHO. But you know, at this point, we're just seeing publicly what's already been agreed to behind the scenes. Um, it is It is ridiculous. By the way, Frank, Backing up one second, you said that uh, this next play is the monkeypox. Uh, I don't know if you covered this, uh, but the uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology actually ex assembled a monkeypox uh, virus genome that could be identified through a PCR test. Oh, oh, about three months ago before the outbreak. Oh, that's great. Although well, this is good, we have everything we need to fight this. Then this is great. Yeah, yeah. So somehow before they knew it was coming, they were already working on uh, being able to uh, isolate it so that so they could test for it. Well, wasn't and, there wasn't there a simulation as well? I read that there was a simulation. Yes, yes that as well. There was a simulation November of last year. Uh, it was done by NTI, 
um, and NTI, they uh, they said that the most likely scenario, um, you know, they're they're supposedly a globalist group trying to working for the um, uh, denuclearization and the control of biological weapons, and they their case number one was a monkeypox outbreak, and the scenario was dated uh, May fifteenth for that to happen. Yeah. Maybe it was March 15th. Don't quote me on that. Maybe it was March 15th. But anyway, they called it, interestingly enough, hmm, that is a coinkydink. No, it does. It is. Months before it happens, they called it as the most likely scenario of a biological uh, outbreak worldwide. Yeah. Isn't that something? Well, of course, this is a disease that's mostly been uh, in Africa and some parts of Asia. And somehow they're able to call five or six months before that the most likely next biological threat would be a very rare and local localized um, disease. But of course, remember, AIDS came from African monkeys as well. So there you have it. Well, the other the other convenience. This is the convenience that uh, that we have too. Is not too long ago, uh, around the time that Bill Gates started becoming uh, really obsessive about smallpox. We were talking about smallpox for a, a, a while. I mean, there's a there's a couple of months where we were getting articles every day about the next go around smallpox inoculation this and that that's when we learned that the fda had rubber stamped a a a smallpox vaccine at some point and when you look into the 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 liner notes here of that of that shot it says that there's a little bit of a crossover there's crossover for other other strains including monkeypox which it's 80 thankfully very thankfully BCP, it's 85% effective against monkeypox. So it, it, we we have uh, we have everything we need. We have a PCR uh, test that is going to help us determine whether or not we have the monkeypox. We also have a a preventative, and we have Belgium is the first one to be brave enough to lock people down for a month if they've been exposed to something. So that that's great. And there's no coincidence that of course it would happen in Belgium where, you know, it's the seat of the Eurocrats. So, um, and what a wonderful place, too. I don't know if you've ever been to Belgium. What a wonderful country, wonderful I, I wish, you know, that that's the thing I still, I, it hurts me because I know that wherever you are, you just got to make the best of it. But I really yeah. do hope I get to see uh, some part of traditional Europe one day and, and just marvel at the architecture and learn about the local cu- uh, culture and customs. And I want to be able to bring uh, uh, Aurora and Lauren. At least Lauren's been to Europe a couple of times. I haven't. But, you know, um, BCP... Go as, quickly, go as quickly as you can, man, because uh, I went to... I was in France in 2015, and then I went again in 2019, right before... Uh, right before... COVID and the Latin quarter where I had crepes and other um, uh, French pastries when I went there next the, the, when I went in 2019 there was none of that on the same little area where I went to because I'm like I want to take my children there because I'm like you know I've been here I've been here a couple times let me let me show you what I know and it was uh, falafel and halal food and it was like nothing French in that entire quarter so um you know, and uh, hey, anyone's going to call me a bigot. My father is Muslim. What I'm saying is that, you know, the culture is, uh, the European culture is fast disappearing. Uh, that's why I'm trying to make it to, to, to Sweden and Norway and some other places uh, before, um, you know, uh, before I, I won't be able to see much of that culture. I'm trying to get some other countries that I haven't seen yet before they 
no longer exist, or yeah. at least not uh, tradition in the traditional way. Well, that's that, that's the beauty of multiculturalism, but there's never multiculturalism. One needs to predominate, so it's a. Uh, but they don't want to. They don't want. Uh, they don't want to. You got to integrate. You got. You got to. You, you got to integrate. Hey, look. Uh, didn't we? F wasn't segregation a bad thing? All of a sudden, now segregation is a good thing when we talk about people coming from third world countries. Yeah. Yeah, being, it, woke, being woke must be insufferable because it's so inconsistent. Right, all right, and 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 the the first world has to integrate with the third world because to expect anybody to to uh, slip into and accept the new the new culture that they have arrived at that would be demeaning. That would be some kind of a, a oppressive act, and that's really the kind of guilt that is that is, is so much of what the uh, the plotters are plotting is uh, is reliant on it's relying on that kind of backbreaking guilt that really takes away anybody's self uh, you know self-preservation and any kind of will to keep your home intact it's it's just been completely deballing and you know when it comes to these these people that showed up at davos i'm just looking at some of these names yeah let's, let's go through them I mean, we can i can read you a few um but here, here's what I here's what I take away from this. Here, just listen to these names. Uh, Gina Raimondo, Secretary of Commerce, is there. John F. Kerry, of course, the melted candle wax face, presidential envoy for climate in the United States. Bill Keating, Congressman from Massachusetts. Daniel Moser, Congressman from Pennsylvania, Republican. The other one's Democrat. A Democrat from Pennsylvania, Madeline Dean. Ted Lieu, that's another. Uh, that's another guy. I, I, I can't. So Ted Lieu. Ted Lieu has, him. I feel so bad um, for everyone on the West Coast. Between Ted Lieu, he's out of California, I believe, and Hirono in uh, in Hawaii. Those are two legislators that have to be two of the stupidest people I've ever ever met. And uh, which is good because you know the uh, the stereotype is that Asians are smart. Uh, the uh, I didn't mean to go there, but I'm just saying. Ted Lieu has to be one of the stupidest people I have ever not had the pleasure of uh, of, uh, of listening to. He makes the entire room dumber, kind of like that scene from uh, uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, I, I you can tell you can tell I've got very strong feelings about Ted Lieu. No, Ted, Ted Lieu is an incredibly stupid man, and uh, and that Maggie Hirono, she is not only stupid, but her voice makes me want to just throw myself down a well. Um, I, and and I don't know I I you know what it is with them because uh, what's his name Hank Johnson is that his name I forget his name who from Georgia Hank uh, who thought Guam was gonna tip over oh, oh yeah <laughs> is it Hank Johnson <laughs> from the, the planes landing and like yeah <laughs> well, well Hank Hank is exceptionally dumb but there is almost like a childlike. Uh, a childlike innocence to him, like he—he's just so dumb. There's, there's not, but there is a viciousness, a venom from Hirono and um, and Lou. There's a venom there. Um, yeah. Hank is just, uh, just happy that he was invited to the party. Still dumb, but, uh, <laughs> but still, Daryl Isa. Here's Daryl Isa from California. He's going. Uh, Ooh, I, I, okay, Daryl Isa used to be my congressman in California. Um, interesting. Interesting. Uh, I've known him to be a patriot, so unless he's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic that perhaps he's gathering intel. 
Okay, well, let's be cautiously optimistic. Gregory Meeks, a congressman from New York, Democrat. Uh, Eric Holcomb, governor of Indiana, Republican. Deborah Fisher, senator from Nebraska, Republican. Dean Phillips, congressman from Minnesota, Democrat. Uh, Gregory Meeks, I did that. John Hickenlooper, senator from Colorado, Democrat. Larry Hogan, governor of Maryland, Republican. I didn't know Maryland has a Republican uh, uh, governor. I didn't know that. Yeah, Larry, Larry's uh, something or, else. He's been pretty, pretty sure he was one of the uh, one of the tyrants uh, with the COVID lockdowns. Jeez, uh, Michael McCall, congressman from Texas, Republican. Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania. Patrick Leahy, Patrick Leahy from from Vermont, Democrat. Robert, that was a good Patrick Leahy, by the way. I, I like that one. Yeah, all you have to do is just pretend like you always have phlegm in your throat. Um, let's see here. What's this? Robert Menendez. Robert Menendez. This guy is still a senator? He didn't leave after the after like the, the sex scandal and the weird like what what was the, the the scam he was a part of with the dentist in in the Dominican Republic? What happened there? I forget. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. You remember that? On the on the public was paying for what that uh, his flights down there with this. I forget what the scam was. I can't believe he was he's still around. Democrats get away with it. <laughs> You're telling me, Robert. And look, and look, look, here's case in point, Frank. Pause real quick. Yeah, we're aware of it, and even we forget about it, and even we move on because there's another scandal that we've got to cover and fight. I mean, seriously, what happened to Las Vegas shooting? What happened to Las Vegas shooting? I haven't forgotten about that one, but I don't think about it as much as I used to, and that's what they count on. Yeah. As, as, as we distance ourselves time-wise from the incident or the event, we become just numb to it, and they can continue what they do, which is screw us over. It, it's almost like we're getting knocked around inside of a dryer, you know? It's just we're, we're just we're just tumbling through a dryer or something like that. Um, you, you know you, you know what kind of a situation you're in, but where do you start? You're you're, in, you're inside of a tornado or something, and where do you start? What do you start grabbing at? What do you what do you push for first when there's so many other things? My gosh! Uh, and there's a, President Trump's ta- he retruthed something that's got the left going crazy in the last couple hours. And uh, he retruced someone that said all of that we're seeing right now is going to lead to a civil war. And Trump retruthed that a few hours ago. So, uh, you know. Well, here it is. I get sick of of all this stuff, but maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe. We'll see. There's two things I see with that. Because I've been talking about, like many people, we've asked the question hypothetically about civil war, what it would look like in the 21st century, because to, there is no dividing line as we had in 1860. The times are completely, aside from people really not even understanding what precipitated war, um, the, the way that, the, the, the very reductive way that we've been taught the civil war now is just just not feasible anymore. There is no Mason-Dixon line. There is no North and South or East or West. There's no blue or gray. This is South African-style civil unrest that is being slowly stoked here. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it that I, I, I'm curious about is that... The, okay, well, it, it ties into the reason why we're reading these names. The only reason why people think that there is an air of... 
legitimacy with any of these treaties that are fake treaties that are being put together with the WHO is because all of these federal diplomat, these diplomat level federal, uh, you know, uh, agents and whatever from both parties, they go and they genuflect before Davos. They go and they genuflect before the WHO. They love getting the invite. They like going and having the mimosas with everybody with the nice view of the Swiss Alps in the morning. They enjoy that kind of shit. And because we go there and we have all of our supposedly elected leaders uh, rubbing shoulders with these people, it has this very illusionary uh, sense of legitimacy. And there is nothing legitimate about it. As I had Chris Ann Hall explain before, they can make whatever treaties they want that supposedly put together a global response team for future pandemics. The whole point here about American treaty-making process is that not only does the president have nothing to do with making treaties, it is the, uh, the, the, the Senate that has to ratify that with two-thirds, but anything that they ratify that goes against the, contra- the, the Constitution, which means anything... Any kind of responsibility that they illegally delegate that should only be the responsibility of either the general government through Article 1, Section 8, or the states, which is everything else that is covered under the Tenth Amendment, cannot be delegated to an international body. It's illegal. So, so the only way to do this is to, yeah, to, it's good to talk about, hey, these people are going out there, and you can see that there is an intent it's an illegal intent. They have no authority, but they are willing to LARP. They're willing to LARP this to make you believe that they have the authority to do what they're doing on an international level. So the only other way, BCP, for us to act in defiance of this is, yes, know what they're willing to do, what they're trying to do, but it needs to be completely rejected on a state and local level. And that is the other thing that is, the other thing that is uh, paired up with the, the growing level of South African-style uh, color revolution uh, disintegration of society right now, is what is the federal government going to do if any significant number of states, counties, anything start saying F you to the, to the illegal nature of the federal government. How long before they actually start, they start considering moving in federal troops to occupy now states in rebellion, even though all they're doing is grasping and reestablishing the proper constitutional bounds between the state and the federal government. That's where I think that we would see a little bit more of a mix of things in a, in a 21st century civil war. There's going to be the continued degradation on the social level, and if the states do what they're supposed to do, there's going to be a game of chicken between the oligarchs in the federal government and people on the local level. Uh, those are the two main factors I see. I may be missing others, but that's why I just wanted to throw my two cents in. I would have to concur with that. Um, I've been advocating more as of late since the illegitimate placement of Joe Biden in the Oval Office and the Republicans doing nothing uh, because, you know, they're part of the same unit party in D.C. that we really need to start thinking more local more local and knowing what's going on locally and rejecting at the municipality, county, state level, the tyranny of the Fed. So I think your analysis is, is, uh, uh, is spot on. The, the civil unrest is going to come, of course, because they're going to starve us and uh, with food shortages. I think that's going to occupy us so that uh, 
we won't have the energy literally to fight against their tyranny because we'll be starving or unable to move around because we don't all have electric cars and there won't be uh, sufficient uh, fuel uh, for personal movement. Hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all by design. But yeah, I think uh, I've, I've, I never thought in my lifetime I would even think about going to a state like Texas that would secede, but uh, that becomes more of a reality as the, uh, as the days go by. Well, BCP, as always, I love hanging out with you. Thank you for coming on. Um, what, what do you have cooking on, on your, your end of things? You're still posting regularly to your YouTube channels, and, and uh, I know that you're not on Twitter. You don't necessarily prefer Truth Social, but where are you active other than uh, YouTube? The place to catch me is at www. I guess we don't just say that anymore. This is 2022. Go to the real BCP com. I'm on Locals. That is my preferred social media. Locals. Um, just go to therealbcp.com. It'll take you right to uh, my Locals, and that is where I'm the most active. Well, I've had a great time. Please send my best to the family, and uh, and yeah, that's that's all I have on my end. Unless there's something that you wanted to you throw in there that we did not cover, but. Um, I'm always grateful for whatever time you give me, and we got to tonight or tomorrow morning. We have to put another date on the books for June or July, whatever we need. But let's just always have a new date ready to go once we finish up another one, or else we'll lose track for another three months. That that that, that sounds good. Let's do that. No big hug to uh, to you to everyone. Uh, big hug to Abe, who I'm sure is uh, listening, uh, and to Lauren and to Lauren. So that's all. Just. the love from our family to yours thank you my friend have a great night thank you ciao 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 therealbcp.com there you have it i saw you know every once in a while i dip into the chat room just to see if i uh, just to see how everybody is uh, is is faring i saw a couple people saying yes yes there is well listen they don't care that it's illegal they're doing it anyway i said i understand um that's what i'm saying they're they go there to give the aura of legitimacy so that the average people, most people, remember we are a, we're, we're a minority, all right? There are, there are a lot of people who may vote similarly to us, but don't go to the depths that we do, all right? A lot of people, a lot more. A lot of people who who think that as as long as you have two-thirds of the Senate ratify a treaty, everything in it is completely legal because it's the will of the people, e- even if it, it gives away the farm, which makes it completely null and void. So I understand that uh, nobody that supposedly represents us is um, cares about illegal or or limitations of this country's charter. I mean, that should be well known because, I mean, hell, this has been going on for well over 150 years. Actually, the Constitution was was violated in the first the first presidency right off the bat. So there's a lot of things there to consider. The whole point is that the more people understand what is legal and what isn't legal and why it is or isn't. I mean, if it all just falls apart and, and everything really melts down and there is no law and there's nothing, then obviously it's every man for themselves. And you guys just defend your, your little hovel the, the best you can and hunker down. 
But for as long as we still have some kind of a, uh, a semblance of a of a of a of a system set up, then you got to just understand what it is, because at that point they can go do whatever dances they want in Davos or in in Brussels or or anywhere else. And as long as you have a good sheriff. As long as you're taking care of who is representing you in your state legislature, your governor, if you have a governor with balls like Ron DeSantis, then you're going to be able to be a little bit of an air pocket, a little air pocket of sanity in a, uh, in, in a, in a crazy world. And it's the only thing that you have to do because, I don't know, it's the best, it's the best chance you give yourself. That's why learning is good. At least you have a little bit more on your side when you are strategizing locally. Because everything else is a big dog and pony show. And it's, uh, it's a real shitty show. It's not good at all. We'll be right back. Thank you, everybody, so much. We'll get to your super chats right after this. I'm enjoying myself. I hope you are. Welcome to Intermission. We'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 Quite Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? So I want to make a really quick announcement just for all of you sponsors of the show. It's, it's namely those who signed up as a monthly sponsor through quitefrankly.tv. I don't know if you know this, actually. I should probably just put this on screen. 
But uh, here is quite frankly TV. Look, there's the show, and everybody's hanging out, having a good time in the uh, the chat room. Really great time. It's a great, great, great website. On the sponsor us, you can go and become a subscriber right there. Here you go. You can subscribe, subscribe for for as little as one dollar a month. Well, through there, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because. I was wondering why there was a, every week, every week, like I said, you guys get a follow back on Twitter. Obviously, you get priority emailing and messaging, uh, and there's also a Sunday broadcast that we do that is only for weekly sponsors. And I send out the unlisted broadcast link to people on Patreon and Subscribestar and, quite frankly, TV. Well, the emails I've been sending out to quite frankly TV, there's been uh, there's been like a about a dozen or so that have have been getting spam blocked and blocked altogether. And when I reach out to those people individually, they say, "No, I didn't block anything. In fact, I haven't heard from you in a while." And I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" You know, these are sponsors, and they're supposed to be getting these links. So, uh, me and Lauren, we uh, we're, we've been trying to upgrade our email systems because we had a few of these these incidents where they're getting the emails are getting caught up or blocked by email providers. And unfortunately, this is just the way email is now. So, when you sign up for Quite Frankly TV sponsors, there, please remember uh, when you sign up, you're asked if you want to receive marketing. Yeah, there's a checkbox if you want to receive marketing in your email. Uh, check that. I know what it sounds like when it re- when you see, oh, would you like to receive marketing emails? You think like you're getting, I don't know, like, like dick pills or something like that coming to your... It's nothing like that. Pretty much it is just a way for you to open up the, the, the channel between me and you and not have any of it get... Um, get blocked or stuff like that and all you're getting from me because it's never any any bullshit is just your weekly broadcast link so that you click it on a sunday you're there with us hanging out on a sunday for you know the 45 minutes or an hour having a good time and if there's any like really special things that go on or of course if i get kicked off of a platform it's an emergency and of course all those emails only come to you for as long as you're a paying sponsor so just remember uh, if you are already a sponsor, go on to quitefrankly.tv, go to the bottom of, this, of the website, and go through the sponsor login. It's called, it's called Patron Account Login. Log in there and make sure that you're accepting marketing. And we'll just do this slowly through reminders because I want to make sure that we get this right and over. All right. Another thing I have to do is I have to thank a couple or wish a couple people some happy birthdays. This is very fun here. What's this? Hey, hey, Frank. Bob Schmidt here. Longtime listener. I got this. And show sponsor. Could you wish my son Bobby a happy birthday? He turned 35 today. Happy birthday. I turned 35 two years ago. When I watch you, I think of him. He also has a daughter, slightly older than Aurora, and like you, trying to make it in a world that's gone crazy. God bless you and the family. Much love, Bob Schmidt. Well, happy birthday to Bobby. I hope that you have a wonderful one, and all the best to you and your daughter, and of course, your wonderful father, Bob. So, and last week, last week, I'm sorry I missed this one, 
but I have a little something here for about Mike, Mikey, Mike McCabe. Mike turned two last week. Two. It's incredible. And apparently, Mike dances around to the intermission videos and all that. And I'm just so I'm just so happy. I hope that he had a great two year birthday. So happy birthday to Mike. And I would also like to wish a happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to um, to Diane, uh, Diana and Eddie. Now, Diana and Eddie are mother and father of Amanda from Florida, who, who calls in from time to time and, and helped me put together the Spotify playlist for the show that people can, can subscribe to on QuiteFrankly.tv on the on-demand section. Well, they were married on May 20th, 1989, 33 years ago, and I just want to wish them a happy, happy anniversary. Of course, my anniversary was on May 21st. That was on Saturday, and it was an almost perfect Saturday night, as you know. The sun causes diarrhea. So... Thank you all for sending those in because I love doing them. All right, what else do we? Oh, here's a little something to tag on to what we had before, and then we'll take. Uh, we'll leave the, the the lines open for some calls, perhaps, but we may have not too much time. Here is Klaus Schwab telling attendees at the World Economic Forum in Davos today that the future is being built by them, by us. Let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. To improve the states of the world. Fucking... But two conditions are necessary. Complete, absolute control. The first one is cutting off the penises of the boys. That we act all as stakeholders of larger communities. That we serve not our only self-interests, but we serve the community. Somebody has to put subtitles underneath, underneath this complete mumbling fuck. You know how many languages he speaks? Well, he doesn't speak this one well. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. That's it. So there's stakeholder, stakeholder responsibility. We are their business. I, I, I'm a stakeholder too. I'm a stakeholder too. I have, a, uh, I have stake in, in uh, where I live. I have stake in my family's future. I have stake in my own, the, the growth of my own personal career. It's getting harder to grow. Because of uh, people who who align themselves with one partner, one stakeholder or another of Klaus Schwab's, getting a little harder to grow, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll carry our cross in good in good due time. But um, you know, I I think everybody in this in this in this audience is a, is a stakeholder in something far more important than whatever this bald rotting oyster of a man is obsessed over. But of course, we're our ambitions and our goals in our personal lives, they get in the way of rotting oyster man, the face of a rotting oyster. 
They get in the way. This is the reason why you find many opportunities here during the meeting to engage into very action and impact-oriented initiatives to make progress related to specific issues on the global agenda. On, on the global agenda. So, while everybody else, while all the nincompoops in this country who are uh, going through the school system, they get out on the other side and they can't even tell you how many fucking states there are in the American Union, while everybody else is being fed through the stupid uh, human centipede uh, American education system and being turned into drooling morons that only know how to put on their pussy hats every four years to, to beg somebody not to take away their abortions. That's, that's our level of intellect. While that's going on with the average person and they, they, they hallucinate Nazis everywhere they see, this man and his friends, his billionaire and trillionaire friends are talking this nakedly every time they're in public and it's just nobody gives a shit for for all of the nazi hunting that is going on i cannot believe i cannot believe you said well, he, well all he wants to do is improve the world so do you understand there is a difference between wanting to leave a mark there's a difference between starting a company starting a few businesses, starting a chain of restaurants, of resorts, of, uh, uh, of whatever the hell, and doing very well in your life and accruing a, an, an, immense, an immense level of personal wealth. And then from there, using your wealth, wealth to fund certain initiatives that you really, really enjoy. I don't know, a, a scouting program, or you, you really enjoy baseball and you think that community outreach for baseball programs would be really good to help invigorate kids and get them off the streets and give them something constructive to do. You can go and you can do that. What he, with with the, the money he has somehow come in, in, uh, into um, possession of, God knows what you can do if you put a true philanthropic, altruistic heart in this cyborg's body over here. That's all possible, it's all well and good. But when you're standing before a group of other billionaires and trillionaires who control and have their, 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 their tentacles wrapped around everything that makes life on Earth in a modern sense possible, and even in a traditional sense, when you talk about the kind of control that they have on food, on water, on shipping, on everything. And how they have global agendas and this and that. It, that goes far beyond. The vision that they're putting forth requires totalitarian rule. Whether they put a silk glove on an iron fist or not, it needs totalitarian rule to even attempt this incoming massacre. So, I'm sure people are very, very excited when the bald oyster men get up and talk about how they're going to make the world a more equitable place, as if they really give a shit. Can you imagine Klaus Schwab walking through Harlem and even wanting to touch 
any of the railings on the stoops or by the subways. Can you imagine this man? Can you imagine this man <laughs> walking through Harlem or Washington Heights? <laughs> My God. But he loves every last one of them. He loves everybody packed into those tenements. Loves them all. Wants to hold them against his bosom. They're so fucking evil, and they're so out in the open, and everybody else, and the average American doesn't even know how many states there are in the Union. That's what we're up against. And when people say, I can't believe that the World Economic Forum has their own police, and they detain Jack Posobiec for an hour? I said, well, what do you fucking think? They know who Jack Posobiec is. They know, who, they, they know uh, how tight-lipped they wanted to, to make this. And, I mean, I mean... They said, why Why did the World Economic Forum have their own police? That's really weird. Disney has their own police. That's right there on the Floridian Peninsula. Most people didn't even know that until the last couple of months. So, um, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing 100%. What else do I have here? I did that. I did this. To hell with Schwab. Okay. And then here's another thing I, I thought it was interesting. We'll talk about this at length on another night. But I'm going to take a really quick break after this. And then we're going to get into Carlo Maria Vigano. Oh, and, and the Super Chats. I got to do that. Shoot. My bad. Okay, so first thing up is the Rumble Rant. Selling the farm says, my pox monkey is just fine. Buck a day keeps the commies away. Indeed. For over there on the foxhole, thank you guys so much for the, 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 the cookie wars and all that this month. We are um, we're doing well. And we're about to hit our monthly quota about a week early because of you guys. Thank you for all the support on whatever platform you're on. Thank you. And remember, uh, on the Tippa stream, everything this this week is going to go to the um, ouramazinggrace.net. So thank you ahead of time. I know it's going to be a very, very wonderful gift. Doug Simmy, thank you for the cookie. Judy the Lady Pug, this is from Foxhole on QuiteFrankly.tv right now, which, when we are done here in a half hour, ladies and gentlemen, it is Mystery Movie Monday. Last week... The mystery movie for Monday night, though very few people saw it, apparently, because I got off early here, and then, quite frankly, TV didn't start until a little bit later, was Red Dawn, which is a a classic. I don't know what the movie is tonight, but on quitefrankly.tv, make sure you're hanging out there, because it's going to be a fun time. A fun time, it always is, Mystery Movie Monday on quitefrankly.tv. C. Blanche, thank you. River Pike, Vanguard 360, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. River Pike, Ducks, Doug Simmy, Swickly says, don't get, uh, don't get poop in your pee hole and you won't get monkey pox. That's a rule of thumb if you can. Uh, super happy. I have a special fondness for BCP since it was through his show that I learned about yours. Oh, well... I appreciate it. I appreciate it, his work, and that's how so many of us met each other, through other people's shows, and that's what I have to try to... 
Oh, it's rough. Gotta get the band back together. Everybody. Wanna get Polly back on? It's been a long time. We'll do it. We'll do it. Those are really fun times. 2016 to 2019, man. What compared? Really, what compared as far as uh, community growth, audience growth across the entire uh, genre of broadcast? It was great. And it's and honestly, those years are the reason why we're still in the game, and we'll continue to be in the game. You don't go, you don't go back to where you were from where we uh, we found ourselves during those years. You don't go back. You don't unsee what you saw. And we made a lot of good friends. Ina says, I was just trying to find out, uh, to try to find you to get my 68-year-old aunt a shirt. She loves you. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, just trying to find you to get my 68-year-old aunt a shirt. Well, quite frankly, TV has the merch, but uh, Ina, please tell your aunt I love her too. Tip of the cap to your aunt. Rise Attire says, Rise made our own Teespring. Rise International. If you want to sell shirts with us, go to riseattireusa.com forward slash INTL. You hear that, BCP? Spiritual Warrior. Thank you. EO. EO sending love to you, Lauren, and non-banana Aurora. Oh, yes. I know. Did you guys Did you guys see that? This was a... Uh, this is... Very. This is breaking news over the weekend. I added this. This is breaking news. Because you all know that uh, Aurora, for some reason, denies being a chicken nugget. Well, all of a sudden, she appears before me in a completely different form. And she looks yellow and slim. She looks like a banana. And I asked her, wait a second, are you a banana? And you know what she said? Excuse me, are you a banana? No. I mean, just, no. How dare she? It's like, I'm, I'm looking at you. Excuse me, are you a banana? No. <laughs> I, just, I can't believe, you know, life... Life throws you curveballs sometimes. I never knew that my daughter was going to turn into a chicken nugget and then a banana. So I don't know what happens next. I guess I'm I'm on I'm on the ride now. I just have to ride it. Astro Emmy Force says great time with you and quite frankly crew along with BCP. I love it. Thank you, Astro. Swickly says I swear these WF WEF things make me laugh every time, like SNL skits back when they were funny. I know they they're really into themselves. They really are, and we can laugh and we should laugh, but we should also remember these are. These people have murderous intent, and they do not care about us. Like, I, I, I was talking about the reality of Klaus Schwab. Klaus in Harlem doesn't care about any of those people. Bugs. Bugs. That's what it is. But the land is valuable. The people are bugs, but the land is valuable. That's, what, that, that's all they care about. And for the time being, the illusion of those people's consent is valuable. And one day they won't need that. Gordo Popolis. 
says Gord from North Carolina, Gordopopoulos, keep up the whirlwind, Frank. Thank you. Sean Baker, check out the gateway process if you ever get the chance, and keep up the great work, brother. Thank you, Sean. Sean says again, a.k.a. not so anon. Sean anon. Oh, well, I like bakers more than anons. Bakers can make you pie. Snowstube sent over a fleet because he continues to do that. That kind of thing. All right, into the tip of stream real quick, and then we go on our break. Troy in eastern Washington says, Hey, Frank, Troy, I, I got a... Uh, Troy is part of the 2020 Club. It's a tier on, uh, on Subscribestar and on Patreon where I send you a video greeting every month. And Troy was one of the, one of the only people to ever send me a video greeting back. And it looked like an early October day in eastern Washington. So that was very nice, Troy. Thank you so much, Troy. Hey, Frank, he says, always great having BCP on the show. Just wanted to shout out all the Franklies about supporting the show. I've been a supporter for more than a year. And let me tell you, the only, the only, Frank's, uh, the only Frank's content is hot. Only Frank's. Well worth it. Cheers. Now some of you are wondering what that video I sent him was. <laughs> only Frank's. <laughs> Somebody get that started. Somebody get that URL, onlyfranks.com. It's a it's a social media network only for people named Franks. Frank. Well then again there's there's Frank Truth. Michael Lindell kind of ruined it for me. No, he didn't. Only Franks. It's even better. And it's ours. Uh, let's see here. B-Tech says, someone should grab Klaus by his face flaps and shake him like the chubby kid on Billy Madison. You gotta cherish it. You do. I can't stand when that scumbag opens his mouth. Yes, I can't stand that beak lip. His top lip does this. I can't stand his beak lip. stupid lip I've seen plenty of stupid fucking lips in my life he has the stupidest has stupid beak lip looks like one of those puppets something like Jim Henson made him uh, let's see Shotzi says hey Frank nice thing to do for our amazing grace foundation I can't wait We've it, and it's been a long time since we've done something like this too and I said that's that's another thing that's missing from the show lately so let's do it. Ray Olu Rev Olution says your Yankee fan bias is influencing your Josh Donaldson rant. Josh Donaldson is a uh, a flaming arsehole, and he did it to get a rise and mission accomplished. Joshua, well, I, oh, I don't, I no, I don't have a, a bias. I, I don't care if this was, if this took if Josh Donaldson was still on the Braves or the Twins or wherever he was last last year, and this headline was made. And I understand the context of it. I, I really don't give a shit. Yankee bias. I, I don't care anymore. Seriously. I enjoy, I love the game. It's my favorite game. It's a beautiful game. And I have a, a, lot, of, a lot of years of great memories. And, and the Yankees are my team when it comes down to it. But this is just, this goes beyond the game. I don't care if he's an arsehole. Like I said, 
He should be somebody. There's, it should have been more than Josh Donaldson calling Tim Anderson Jackie Robinson or calling him, hey, Jackie. How ridiculous for somebody to liken themselves to Jackie Robinson who did. Why? Bullshit. So, no, no bias there. I'm glad he did it, and I wish more people did it too. But uh, we know the culture, so it's all his fault, Josh's. And then Hello Kitty sent me a nice smiley face, which made me smile. So thank you. Thank you, Kitty. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We've got a little bit over here from Carlo Maria Vigano, and then we're off for the night. having an affair with your wife. I don't think we should talk about it. Does your pet kill them? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, you're cool. What's up? I love QFTV. Yeah. Yep. You're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say what's QFTV? Miss, you're gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. Okay. So, this is my promise. Okay. To the people of the video podcast network world. I will not eat a single morsel of food until Margaret Thatcher is dead and buried. She died three weeks ago. We'll be, we'll be right back with Larry Jane. International, international thuggery. In comes the man. We have read a lot of his open letters over the last few years. He has spoken clean truth and right to the point. Right to the point, identified the problem on a much more deeper and meaningful level than just the surface level politics of one thing or another, and especially when he would write his open letters to then President Donald Trump about what kind of forces he actually was facing, which is why I was hoping, I was hoping that a little bit more, um, 
A little bit more drastic measures were taken at one point or another to throw this evil behind bars. Because it was so much more than, like we said, just political dealings. It was life and death, good and evil. And onward and upward we go with this. Here is Carlo, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. Now, I said, I would love to, I wish we can get him on for a show. I wish I could ask him some questions. I wish I can ask him in private what he thought, if he has any thoughts about Malachi Martin. If there's anybody I wish I can, if I can bring one, oh, that's a guy that, especially right now, I wish I could have him back on this earth to talk to us about what's going on. Oh, man. I would love it. Because he saw this going on for uh, for such a long time, and now here we are in like these terminal phases. Yielding of sovereignty. He's talking about the WHO. He's talking about the international uh, community, the international scheming. And, of course, the on the national level, people being willing to give up their national sovereignty to the internationalists, to the globalists, even if they have no domestic authority to do so. But they're just going to LARP, LARP, LARP. LARP it all up, because nobody's going to stop them if they're too stupid to understand what's happening. And here we go. Yielding of sovereignty is considered the crime of high treason. Archbishop Vigano on nation states handing over sovereignty to the WHO. Now, he has a three... He has a a three-page... It's not too long of a three-page declaration that I'm going to read. But we're going to do this maybe some other time this week. This other one, Whoopi Goldberg, and I saw the, uh, the, the, the talking double chins, the double chins on The View. That's what I'll call them from now on. I've got, cha- got to change it up. I usually refer to them being cheesecake-eating hags, and it's true. They are hogs, especially that Anna Navarro. But um, they're, they're, they're just double chins to me now. That's all it is. Jiggle here, a jiggle there, something screeching, some screeching noise comes out of their mouth. Especially with Whoopi Goldberg, when she heard about the Archbishop from San Francisco, that's, that's, not, that's barring Pelosi from receiving Holy Communion due to her support of uh, butchery, not reproductive rights, butchery. Because that is what the pro-abortion uh, activism is now. It is just downright smug butchery. Always was. Always was, obviously. The act is, is, uh, has not become any more humane. They say it's health care, but it's only success if one person dies. I don't, uh, I don't understand that at all. But, of course, that's where the reasoning needs to be retooled on an educational level to let people believe that it is not life until somewhere because you can't put the line anywhere there is no law the, the, the it's it's so arbitrary and it just it's really just the ultimate selfish act anyway you know that she got barred from receiving holy communion well whoopi goldberg that's not your call dude come on man that's not your call dude Whoopi Goldberg, and then uh, Anna Navarro and some other, they're all, they all sit around. It's really astonishing to watch them sitting around and talking about what is 
the job of an archbishop. First of all, it is literally his job. That is literally his job. Um, but for them to turn around and to talk about one church or another and how they they want it to be remade to fit all of their all their personal beliefs, and then of course at the same time uh, picking up and throwing the uh, throwing the the slinging the shit around about all of the pedophilia and all of the, uh, the the other sexual abuse problems and the and the hiding of it all and stuff like that of the Catholic Church, which is of course a major falling out uh, the the, the uh, a part of the rot of the infiltration. I mean that was that, that that's only that's part and parcel for what's been going on and what's been slowly been allowed to continue and worsen. And it has nothing to do with Catholic dogma, Christian life. It has everything to do with political infiltration and, of course, satanic ritual infiltration. It is a uh, very big problem. So uh, I, I love how they do this juggling act of what they like, what they don't like, and what is, as they, they don't know, because they don't know anything, what is actually fallout from the people who made them who they are infiltrating this, this church in prior generations, they take that as just a, a, the, natural, the natural way of things in religion. I mean, some religions have, uh, have uh, pedophilia as a part of their, their, uh, their past. But uh, it's just interesting. We're going to watch. We're going to watch that maybe tomorrow or something else. Only a couple of moments. A couple of moments. And even Bill Maher said something interesting, too, and something I had to tip my cap to because he pointed out what's going on with the trendiness of transgenderism, how it's all trends. It's so much more nurture than nature. That was spot I can't disagree with anything he said there. So maybe I'll put those two together from a bunch of talking morons to someone who gets it right from time to time. But here you go. Listen to this. You got to listen to Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. And he said the following. Where do we go? Declaration. Declaration regarding the yielding of sovereignty to the WHO for the management of health emergencies. In the coming days, the nations that adhere to the World Health Organization will vote on resolutions regarding the WHO's management of pandemics. These resolutions will transfer sovereignty regarding the health of citizens to a supernatural, supra-national body that is largely financed by the pharmaceutical industry and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. If these resolutions are approved by the majority, the WHO will have exclusive international authority. That's... um, pretended authority, but if you go along with it, the pretending becomes real. In the case of pandemic, in the case of a pandemic to impose all the rules, including quarantines, lockdowns, obligatory vaccinations, and vaccine uh, passports, it should also be borne in mind that this organization enjoys immunity and thus its members cannot be either tried or convicted if they commit crimes. Unelected technocrats will paradoxically have more power than that which citizens confer on their representatives by means of their democratic vote. 
Given that the yielding of sovereignty is considered the crime of high treason by the laws of every nation, and that parliaments may not legislate against the interest of a nation, much less violate the natural liberties and fundamental rights of the citizens whom they represent, I believe that it will not escape anyone's notice that this attempt by the WHO to appropriate a power that properly belongs to individual nations is intended to impede any sort of opposition to the Agenda 2030, which in the field of health care also aims to accomplish the drastic reduction of medical and hospital services, the privatization of the health industry, and disease prevention by means of vaccines. The psychopandemic has demonstrated the enslavement of rulers, the political system, the media, the judiciary, the entire medical industry, and even the Holy See itself to the diktats of a group of functionaries of a supernatural national entity that has a blatant conflict of interest. The disastrous effects, adverse effects of the experimental mRNA serum are only now being recognized, while there are many who rightly expect that those responsible for these decisions ought to be held accountable before the independent court, or an independent court, if you can find one of those. It therefore sounds absurd, to say the least, that there is now a desire to give binding decision-making power to the WHO when in its management of the recent emergency pandemic and the vaccine campaign, the greatest damage was done in terms of the number of deaths and of patients who have suffered permanent damage to their health. In addition to the impunity enjoys, it enjoys for the crimes it has committed thanks to the silence of the mainstream media, the WHO has total discretion over how to respond to the upcoming emergencies that are obviously being planned by the pharmaceutical lobby. The marginalization of health personnel who appeal to the Hippocratic Oath risks becoming the norm by which to eliminate every voice of dissent. In this regard, it is significant that the nations that oppose the New World Order, like Russia and Brazil, are aware of the very serious consequences that the ratification of these resolutions would entail, and for this reason they are opposed to their approval. During his term of office, President Trump also sent an unequivocal signal by halting funding from the U.S. Treasury to the WHO. This was one of the reasons that the deep state blocked his re-election in 2020, supporting a compromised and corrupt individual whose son, Hunter, is involved in financing American biolabs in Ukraine. He is, oh, he is so based, it's unreal. I therefore express my full support for the citizens, especially scientists, doctors, and legal experts who are denouncing this threat to the national sovereignty of the adhering nations and who are asking for the light to be shed on past events and on consequences that the decisions of the WHO have caused for the health of the world population. I exhort heads of state and government leaders who will be called to express their views about the ratification of these uh, resolutions to reject them, since they are contrary to the common good and intended to carry out the global coup that the WHO and the WEF have planned for years under the names of the Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset. Global health governance is one of the fundamental elements of the New World Order and has been made clear by authoritative experts who are not compromised with the system, and as such, it must be rejected and opposed. The logic of control, profit, and mass pathologization. Oh my God, this one gets me. Pathologization 
pathologization, pathologization, <laughs> must be replaced with a public health policy that has its primary goal, the health of citizens and the protection of their inalienable rights. The Holy See, which is a permanent observer at the United Nations also, and also at the WHO for one year now, has the duty to reaffirm the right of individuals to accept or refuse health treatments, especially in the face of concrete danger of adverse, adverse effects, which are still partly unknown from this experimental genetic treatment. Yes, but Francis has actually been close to defrocking people and taking bishops out of their, their certain dioceses and whatnot for not standing by vaccine mandates for congregations. That's why I'm saying I would love to talk to Malachi Martin right now. After everything he saw coming, just didn't see pandemics. I don't know. Maybe I should keep reading his stuff. And if up until now, Bergoglio, that's the, the Pope at the, at the moment, and his cabal have indulged in delusions of Gates, Schwab, and Soros, the time has come for the Catholic Church to defend the weakest, the defenseless unborn children and the elderly, as well as those who has been blackmailed by the cynicism and the businessmen and the conspirators in order to force them to be inoculated with a serum contaminated by aborted fetal cell lines. The present conspiratorial silence of the Vatican after the hasty pronouncements it had made at the beginning of the pandemic and its shameful endorsement of Big Pharma will be imputed to the condemnation of the Roman Sanhedrin has made itself an accomplice in a crime against God and man. Never in all the history has the a hierarchy prostituted itself to temporal power in such a servile and abject way. Let us pray that some bishops will find the courage to distance themselves from, from Bergoglio's collaborationist line and find the words to open the eyes of those good people who have thus far been deceived by globalist propaganda. Carlo Maria Vigano, Archbishop May 21st, 2022, on Saturday. It's very important, and always is very important, as far as everybody putting their two cents in and uh, and just trying to throw their signals out into the world. He's definitely has been someone who has, um, has picked up that mantle and done whatever he could. Incredible stuff. It really is incredible. So again, thank you for that. All right, real quick, I'm going to go through our Super Chats, and we're done for the night. It is Monday, anyhow. You don't want to do too heavy lifting. Sean Joe over there on Foxhole, thank you. Mazington says, thank you, Frank, for exposing Archbishop Vigano's letter. Uh, truth first. Stostube, what better than a fleet? Hmm, how about a backup fleet? Just saying. You're killing me. Killing me with kindness, as always. Christos and Sarah from Massachusetts, thank you. Joseph777 gifted a fleet as well. I also come to you from BCP. All right, that's it. We need to get, I, I'm going to get in touch with everybody. Everybody. This is the way that we get things back together again. We have to get everybody together. You'll see. I'm writing this down. I'm going to work feverishly at making, making this work. And, uh, and again... Thank you all 
I'm releasing the scratching over there on Foxhole. You just sit back, relax, and just take care because as soon as I get over, get off over here, quite frankly, TV After Hours programming is kicking right in, and it is going to be a doozy. I don't know what the movie Monday mystery is, but a movie is going to be played. So cast it to your television, sit back with everybody in the chat room, and enjoy a group viewing of something. Who knows? It might be weird. It might be action-packed. It might be just what you needed. Thank you to everybody on Rumble. And over on Rockfin, we always have a very healthy little group over there hanging out. In the Theta chat, there's always 8 to 14. I call the Theta chat the, the jacuzzi. There's always about 8 to a baker's dozen people over there. Thank you all on Theta. And uh, that's, that's what I have for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. On the tip of stream, let me make sure I got everybody over there. This is going to be a fun week, raising money on the tip of stream. B-Tech says, someone once told me that Whoopi likes to sling shit at Joy Behar after each show to get back at white people for slavery, uh, while Joy just takes it happily for her. Allegedly. Allegedly. Maybe that's what Joy is such, uh, that's, well, that's why Joy is such a hateful, miserable being. Oh, um, I don't know. There could be, so, there's so many reasons why a woman like Joy turns into a, a miserable bitch. But I, who knows? Maybe. Maybe. So we all know what slug is in charge once they're all sitting around that table, that's for sure. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Nice show tomorrow night. I don't know what I have uh, going on just yet, but it should be fun. Have to get off a little bit early, probably around 8.20 for band practice. But I look forward to it. And stay in touch. You know how to reach me over at uh, Gmail or ProtonMail. Quite frankly, podcast at gmail.com. Want to hear all your thoughts from tonight. Thanks again to BCP. Let's get this train rolling. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night, one and all. That's not right. That is. What's happening here? Oh. Oh, well, <laughs> it can't always be perfect. Quite frankly, this film before a live studio audience. And now our super chatter, starting with B-Tech, Troy in Eastern Washington, Shotzi, Revolution, and Hello Kitty. Thank you to everybody on the, uh, the Foxhole, everybody on Rumble, and we will see you tomorrow. Good night. Go to quitefrankly.tv. Enjoy the rest of the night that we got ready for you.